Welcome to the Catholic Board Gamer Podcast, where Josh and Adriana talk about the wonderful world of tabletop gaming. Each episode is accompanied by a printable PDF mini-zine. A recent study reported that 96% of families who play board games together say that they feel close. Why do you play board games? Where do you like to play board games? What is your favorite board game? We'd love to hear from you at patreon.com slash catholicbgg. Have an upcoming Kickstarter launching or a game that you would like others to know about? Follow Josh on Instagram.com slash SHUA01 or on BoardGameGeek.com slash user slash Cade underscore O-N-E. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy our podcast, tell a friend, tell your mom, tell your neighbor, tell your priest, and most importantly, tell your gaming group. So without further ado, here is Joshua and Adriana. first recording. I'm Josh. I'm Adriana. We just got back from the Origins Game Fair in Columbus, Ohio. It is one of the top three gaming conventions in the United States. This was our first year going, so we decided just to go for Family Day, which was the last day. day of the event. Yep, one day, Sunday, the last day of the event um, is Family Day, and it only cost $25 for both of us together. What did you think of Origins, your first time there? It was okay. Just it, okay? It was... <laughs> wow. Well. It was a lot of walking. I got my 10,000 steps in, you know, like, very easily. So she was probably double that. We got there a little late. We Well, we stayed. Adriana's godmother, Lauren, lives in Columbus. So we stayed with her and her husband last night. Um, we played Tempura. Which is a cat game where you're trying to eat a lot of food. You're a, a bunch of cats and you're in an eating contest and you're trying not to get indigestion, which is a funny concept. It's a, it's a little bit like Uno, but way better. So we did that and then we got up and we went to church with them at St. Catherine's in Columbus and after Mass they showed us their Lego thing. A family in their parish is like a Lego geek, and they built a replica of the church. It was huge, out of Legos. I think it was like 25,000 Legos or something, and it took them six months to build this church. And then they took it to Chicago at a Lego convention, and they got second place, so that was cool. And then uh, we headed over to to the convention center, and we got there right in. There was no line because we got there a little late, so... I think the doors opened at 8.30, and we rolled in around 10.30. Um, we got in, and we got registered, and after you register, if you've never been to Origins, they have, there's a little, there's like a booklet that you can get for free, and it's got all kinds of coupons in it. It's nice, because if you're going to buy anything, um, we're going to go through, we have these awesome blue bags. We're going to describe to you what's in these blue bags. Some of the things that we we purchased and we got for free, different things that we got for free, and different things that we purchased there, so... So Adri's gonna go ahead and start. See what's in her blue bag. I got werewords, which good we got the coupons because it was It was twenty-five dollars. It was twenty-five dollars and I brought twenty dollars because that's what it said online or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um it said that it would be like around twenty dollars 
And so, um, yeah, it was $5 off, and I brought $20. So where were they? They had it there to demo. So what's cool is you get to try out all these new games that are not out yet, and some of them you can buy, some of them you can't. Like, a lot of them aren't coming out until Gen Con, which is probably the largest board gaming convention in Indiana. Well, in the United States, but it's in Indiana. Um, but we got to play Codenames Duets, which is, if you've never played Codenames, it was like the game of the year last year, and it is a fantastic party game. It's probably my favorite party game right now. Um, so much fun. You can play it with a hardcore gamer all the way, like I played with my grandma. So uh, Codenames Duets is a two-player game, and so it plays pretty much like Codenames. That was pretty fun. I that we'll, we will probably buy that one. It, it wasn't out yet to buy, so it was. They were just demoing it there. Okay, so Werewords. It's a game put out by the One Night Ultimate Werewolf people. It's a basically a bluffing game, and Werewolf is not for everyone. There's One Night Ultimate Werewolf, Daybreak, which just adds more characters that do different things during the night phase. One Night Ultimate Vampire, and then there's One Night Ultimate Alien, which. Um, I backed on Kickstarter, and I just got that. <laughs> I just got that last week in the mail, which was awesome. So we've played that a couple times. Who is your favorite character on One Night Ultimate Werewolf? I think maybe Groob and Zerb. Oh, from like One Night them. Ultimate Alien, yeah, that is fun. Those are some fun characters. I like those. My favorite character is Tanner. One Night Ultimate Werewolf has a free app that you can download on your Android or iPhone devices or iPad, any of those. And it really helps you, kind of narrates. It tells you when everybody is supposed to wake up during the night phase. Um, It does everything. It's fantastic. Actually, yeah, here's a little clip. All right, so you load up the app. So we got the werewolves, the villagers. villagers, Which do nothing. Right, the villagers do not wake up at night. We got a robber. And we got the Troublemaker. So let's go ahead and, uh, this is kind of what it sounds like. Everyone, close your eyes. Werewolves, wake up and look for other werewolves. If there is only one werewolf, you may look at a card from the center. Werewolves, close your eyes. Seer, wake up. You may look at another player's card, or two of the center cards. Seer, close your eyes. Robber, wake up. You may exchange your card with another player's card, and then view your new card. Robber, close your eyes. Troublemaker, wake up. You may exchange cards between two other players. So it, it talks you through what each character does. Werewords is, is a kind of a mix between One Night Ultimate Werewolf and Codenames, kind of, I would say. Actually, it's more like 20 questions in a way, where there's a code word that some of the characters get to see what this, this special word is, and then the villagers do not. Everybody's asking yes or no questions to the mayor. The mayor knows the word, and he answers yes or no, or maybe, to the question. So you could say, for instance, we had... Fire truck. Fire truck. So you would say, you would ask questions. Like, one guy asked, 
Is it alive? And it threw down, no, it's not alive. Is it green? No. Is it a car? The mayor said, yes, it's a car. You're trying to figure out who knows what. Based on the question, sometimes you could try and figure out who is the werewolf, who is the seer, and who is all of these different characters. And then after the, the word phase, when you run out of time, then it goes into basically like a regular One Night Ultimate Werewolf during the morning phase when you're trying to figure out who is who. So you're trying to say, okay, I think you're the werewolf. You can lie or you can tell the truth. If you're a villager, you want to... I don't want to say kill because it sounds bad, but basically you're killing a werewolf. Three, if two, the majority of the one, votes, vote. whoever, if it's a villager, then that villagers die and the werewolves win. So this game is, I don't think this game is out to buy in the stores yet. We were able to pick this up at Origins. They only had a couple copies left. If you are going to Origins and you want to get, sometimes they give away free promos and stuff like that. You want to get there probably on the first day because they, they go quick. Obviously on a Sunday, the last day of the event, most places, when you ask, they were shaking their head no before you even get the question. Um, so what's funny is, we at the end of the event, we decided to walk through the gaming area, which I'm not sure that we were supposed to go in there because we, we just had the family pass, which doesn't let you go into all the areas. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we decided the last half hour to walk into the gaming area, and we spotted Tom Vassell from the Dice Tower, and I was like, if you don't follow the Dice Tower on YouTube, um, you should. Tom Vassell, he's a, he reviews board games. And because it was the last day of the event, he looked whooped. Like, he looked like he hadn't gotten any sleep the whole time he was at Origins. While he was talking to some other people, I noticed another familiar face. And Eric Summers comes over, and he is talking to me. And instantly, I recognize his voice. He comes, he sees my, I'm wearing a... One-Eyed Ultimate Werewolf shirt that I had on that I made myself for Halloween. I dressed up like one of the characters. He um He's talking to me, and he's like, well, I haven't seen a werewolf shirt like that before. He's like, where did you get it? Well, like, I knew that right away that he was the voice on the app for the One-Eyed Ultimate Werewolf app. But, like, I don't think he knew that I knew. So he was purposely trying to talk to me, and he was asking me questions like... um have you ever played which which versions of the werewolf game have you played and i was like we have them all and before you could go any further because i knew he was kind of fishing and trying to let me hear his voice and i was like you're the guy from the one out the werewolf app and he goes i am so that was really cool and then um we had already demoed werewords and so i said how come your voice because they on their app for werewords they went with a british accent and I said, uh, so they decided not to go with you on the, uh, where words. He said, uh, I tried out for it and they were, because they wanted a British accent. And he said they didn't care for my fake British accent. So that was fun. Like, this is a Catholic podcast, so we understand that some people do not want their children playing with werewolves and vampires and aliens and that kind of thing. And it's bluffing. I, we understand that some parents don't want their kids to, play games where it encourages lying and bluffing and that kind of thing. It's funny, we play with my mom, and my mom, she's not the type of person. She would never lie. She is one of the most honest people I know. But she kicks our butt in that game. Like, she she played Werewolf one with us one night, and she dominated. And then afterwards, I'm like, Mom, you were lying like crazy. I'm just an actress. <laughs> so my mom gets into character. Uh, there's a couple other games that you never would imagine my mom 
winning and she, my mom's more competitive than what she lets on and that's fun. There was this one girl that was like really good at drawing with just like these different colored markers. They were like different shades of like black. And so like there were just a whole bunch of pictures. <laughs> Well, what's great about Origins, well, board gaming in general, like, what makes games so special is the artwork. There are so many talented artists that are just unbelievable. And they get to showcase their work there alongside the board games. And a lot of times, these artists have worked on many of the board games. I do graphic design myself, but, like, some of this stuff is unbelievable. Um, if you have, like, Jamaica, then you would know how that is. Jamaica is a beautiful game, yes. The game itself is not that difficult of a game. A lot of people don't like it because it's a light, I would say, light strategy game. But the artwork on it is amazing. If you bust out this game, people will gather around the table. It's Wow! Let's see what else is in the bag. I was torn between three games. I had two pirate games because we were going to go to Pirate Fest next week. It's pretty much a tradition. Yep. We've been going every year for the last probably five years. I was debating to get a pirate game to take with us because we usually take a bunch of pirate games. However, the one game I was going to get, they had some promo cards that they were going to give away with it. And they had run out of promo cards. So that kind of dissuaded me on that one. There was an island game I was torn between that and then there was a game that came out at Origins last year and Best Treehouse Ever, all these podcasters were buying it and they said that it was worth buying and they said it was a fantastic game. However, every time I'd go to look for it, it was sold out everywhere. (laughs) So this year I saw on the website that they had a second printing of Best Treehouse Ever. We saw it there. They had a few copies left. Uh, that, That was the game I purchased. It is called Best Treehouse Ever, which I have not played yet. Let's see what else Adrienne has in her bag. So I just got this Origins 2017 mm-hmm. pin. All right, and another thing I got was I wasn't going to buy anything else because I was going to limit myself to one game. But um, when we were visiting the Dice Tower guys, they had some well, they had some Sheriff of Nottingham exclusive promo cards that were left over from their fundraiser on Kickstarter for their channel. Um, Those were a little more pricey than what I wanted to spend, but they're going for way more on eBay if you look for them on eBay. But I did not get those. I I saw a playmat that they had. It's a Dice Tower playmat that goes along with the Sheriff of Nottingham theme. I asked them how much it was. I was expecting them to say like $20 or something like that, and it ended up being $10, and I'm like, Ten dollars, I can't beat that. So I got that. However, I after he gave me my change, I don't know if it was because I was just excited that we got to meet them and take our pictures with them and stuff. I don't usually get like I don't get starstruck or anything like that usually, but I realized I never even grabbed the playmat, so I had to run back. What? And he's like, he's back for lunch. We went over to the North Street Market, I think it is. Um, basically, it's a huge market where they have foods from all different types of cultures. So they have like. Mexican food, they had Chinese food, they had um, Polish food, they had probably Greek, but all kinds of different. We ended up going, getting barbecue, which is, well, barbecue. They had donuts. They had donuts, all kinds of junk food. Yeah, so that was Origins. We had a lot of fun today, and do you think we should go back? If we go back, we'll probably just do the one day thing again. Oh, an Unpub was there this year. 
Umpub had their own room, but we didn't have time to go in there because we were <laughs> we were only there for today. And so I would almost go for one full day just to go into the Unpub room. The last thing I have to say about Origins is that their website is awful. Their website is not user-friendly. It looks like something out of the 90s. It is awful. It doesn't... You try to find the information, and it's just... It's not that user-friendly at all. Um, their Facebook page is not that bad. Actually, it's... Yeah, their website is not that good. Gen Con, on the other hand, is amazing. They have a spectacular website. And Gen Con this year is... The, it's their 50th anniversary, so... Go to Gen Con, but it's huge, and... People dress up in cosplay, and it's it's kind of like a comic book convention mixed with a with a board gaming convention. There are thousands and thousands of people. I've seen videos where there's just thousands of people, but people dress up and only a little bit of people dressed up at Origins mm-hmm. for like board games, mm-hmm. not comic books. Moving on, we got to roll a dice. We won. It's like a piece of paper that says, One free milkshake at the Malted Meeple. My dad and my mom have been to the Malted Meeple, but I haven't. Yeah, uh, Shannon and I went to the Malted Meeple um, last year and got some really good milkshakes there. And they have games that you can play games by the hour, I think. So if you're near Hudson, Ohio... They have some really cool glasses that I bought with little meeples on it and stuff. So Wait, what? Here is our list of five non-Catholic Catholic games. Number one. Our first game is Biblios. Biblios is a game where basically you are in a monastery of some sort. You are collecting sacred texts. And there's a bidding factor to this game. I have this game. I own this game. And I really enjoy this game. I think it's a fun game. And it's reasonably priced. So check that out. It's called Biblios. Number two. Um, Number two is Sagrada. I got to demo Sagrada on International Tabletop Day. My brother lives in Mount Vernon, Ohio. And there is a really good game store in Mount Vernon called Gamescape. And they had a huge selection of games that you could play on International Tabletop Day. And Sagrada was a Kickstarter. I wanted to back it on Kickstarter, and I didn't. I wish I would have. Um, we played this game. It's a beautiful game. It's it's a dice game. You're not rolling dice. It's more of a drafting dice kind of game. Basically, the concept is you're building stained glass windows. Number three. Number three is the Pillars of the Earth. You're constructing a cathedral in the 13th century. Rather than have me tell you about this game, Geek Priest, Father Roderick, Father Roderick was one of the very first podcasters. You might recognize him from the YouTube viral video where he was reacting to the trailer for the new Star Wars movie, but he talked about playing Pillars of the Earth on one of his podcasts. So I'm going to let Father Roderick explain Pillars of the Earth. Pillars of the Earth, a game in the Middle Ages where you have to you have to build a cathedral. Um, but it resembles in gameplay Champions of Midgard. Number four, Table Gype and Card Gype. This is actually, I know I said non-Catholic games, but this is actually a Catholic who created this game. And he is a huge fan of G.K. Chesterton. G.K. Chesterton and H.G. Wells used to joke in letters back and forth 
about this fictitious game that they made up. They called it Gype. So basically what Paul, he asked himself this question, basically. Um, if Gype was a real game, what would it be like? One of them that he came out with was called Card Gype. And Card Gype, it's no longer in print at the moment. I think he's talked about uh, doing a second print through Kickstarter. He was self he self published the first run, and he only he had a limited run. So, um, the, it's basically if you've ever played Flux, it's it's a simpler version of Flux. And in fact, when I introduce people to Flux, I start off with Card Gype, and then we end up going on to Flux, and most people enjoy Card Gype over Flux, probably because of its simplicity. I think. Um, Flux sometimes can introduce almost too many elements going on, especially the zombie one. The, the pirate one's pretty fun. Pirate Flux, I enjoy Pirate Flux. But the zombie Flux is, they have a few more elements that are just, it makes the game a little more confusing. Um, so that is Card Gype. Table Gype is another one that he came up with. Table Gype is, it is really neat. It's, Basically, he it's wooden cubes with different symbols on it. And each symbol has something to do with G.K. Chesterton in some way. So it's got his goofy hat that he used to wear. Um, there's a tree. There's some chalk. I think uh, Chesterton wrote some kind of story about chalk. I don't know. Um, but based on the symbol is how that piece moves. And it's similar to Chinese checkers where you're trying to get your blocks into the home row on the other side of the board. And you can jump people, and when you jump them, then you can re-roll the dice, which changes what that person is. So, like, um, say they were a tree, and they could only move forward, and basically you can jump people and change. You can even jump yourself, which I never thought of this until I played with my cousin, who's a genius. So you can even jump yourself and change yourself, but um, use that as a strategy to get further along. So check out... Table Gype and Card Gype. And if you can find a copy of it, get it. Um, if it, if he does happen to do a Kickstarter for a second run of Card Gype or Table Gype, we will definitely mention it on one, on one of our next shows. So that is Card Gype, Table Gype. Number five. Number five. I, this was, um, I was running out of ideas for this. Um, Love Letter. Love Letter has been out for a couple years now. It is a micro game, so it's a very quick and easy game to play. It is very portable. Why is this a Catholic game, you might wonder. So basically, the concept is there is a princess, and her mom got arrested for high treason. And it is believed that either the king or the prince had something to do with it. So the princess locked herself in her room and will not come out. People who care about her are sending her letters. So you're trying to get your letter to the princess to cheer her up. And one of the characters is a priest. That is why, obviously, I have included this. So basically, you're trying to get your letter to the princess through various people, whether through the guard, whether you're trying to hand it to the priest to give it to her, or you're trying to get it to the countess, who is her friend, through the king, the prince, to try and cheer her up so that she'll come out of the room. Sounds kind of silly now that I'm saying it, but it's a fun game, so check that out. It's Love Letter. It's super cheap. It's like I think it's like 8 bucks on Amazon. They just came out with a deluxe version, which is the cards are twice the size. 
they added a couple characters so you can play with more players. I think you can play up to eight players with the deluxe version. So that is Love Letter. Check it out. Recommendation. Do you have any recommendations for anything? Um, if you want to play Werewords, then I would recommend you play One Night Ultimate Werewolf first because Werewords um kind of gets like it has a little too much going on so i would recommend you play one night ultimate werewolf first all right so we're gonna close out this podcast where can you find us we're going to be around next weekend we're going to be in putin bay in ohio if you want to go to pirate fest pirate fest is a lot of fun there's basically people dress up like pirates and talk like pirates and Get on a boat and go to an island, and it's a lot of fun, so check out Pirate Fest. The website is piratefest.org. Um, it should be piratefest.org. So, we'll be at Pirate Fest next week on Saturday and Sunday, and then come November, Adrian and I are going to be at Unpub Midwest, which is in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and it is put on by the National Unpub event. What is Unpub? Basically... People who want to design games can get together and invite the public to play test their games to get feedback to say what's working, what's not working, what do the players like, what do they dislike. Um, it's just a great way to get feedback to improve your game, to make your game the best that it can be. And at the National Unpub and Unpub Midwest, there's more than likely going to be some publishers there, so... If they really like your game, there's a chance that they could offer you a publishing deal. There's actually a unpub game. There is. Only now it's published, so. If you are thinking about designing your own games, there are great podcasts out there that are specifically about game design and mechanics and all of these things. My recommendation for this week is the... Funding the Dream podcast. The Funding the Dream podcast is a podcast all about doing kickstarting, what works with Kickstarter, what doesn't work with Kickstarter, and it majority of it is geared around board gaming. So check that out. You can also actually self-publish your game. Game Crafters. Game Crafters is a way to design and build a spectacular prototype. So once you're once you have got your game pretty much fine-tuned where you want it, you can get a copy that looks very professional, and it's printed in the United States. There's debate whether that's publishing or not. I'm not a person who's going to say that it's not publishing because you are technically publishing your game. You can sell it on their online store, or you can buy it yourself and try to sell them yourself, but... Um, Panda is another avenue to go. I think that they do most of their printing in China, but they do more larger runs. So if you, if your game is complete, I would contact Panda and see what they can do. They, what I've heard is that they assign a, like a a rep specifically for you so that they can walk you through the process. And so, yeah, we have a new baby in our family. What do you think of your sister? Is she going to be a board gamer? We'll have to see. Um, Board gaming is a part of our family, and we would like to share that with you guys. And if you're not Catholic, you're welcome here as well. You can find me on Instagram. I love Instagram for posting board gaming pictures. What are you playing? Follow me on Instagram at schwa01, 
S-H-U-A-0-1. Or if you search for C-A-D-E underscore O-N-E, Cade1. Um, that's, Cade1 is also my Twitter handle, so if you want to find me on Twitter, it would be also C-A-D-E underscore O-N-E, Cade1. So if you're not a stalker, you can follow me on these socials, and I might follow you back. Only if you are not a stalker. <laughs> and um, we are on where are you going to fund us. If 10 people back us on Patreon for a dollar a month, we will continue doing putting out shows every month. You can ask us any question you want. Ask us any questions. And if you ask us a question, go ahead and uh, you can... Say, this is so-and-so from Shameless Plug, and, uh, you know, go ahead and plug yourself, and that sounds weird. <laughs> um, for $3, you can send in a promo audio of your Kickstarter, or you have a game that you'd like to promote. Thank you for listening. This is our first episode. Tell us what you think. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Um, we're going to hopefully record probably an episode every month. All right, so thanks for listening. Hello? Do you want to play a board game? Come on, we must select. How about a game of strategy or CCG? A game with building decks. We could do worker placement or just abstract. Why can't you help me Doesn't have to be a long game. Side now. Okay, fine. Do you want to play a board game? This time we could play a co-op. So excited for some rolling dice Or bidding up the price on something When you shopped Bidding and sold Or we could have a trader In a game with teams Who's trying to see who lies Fat lawn traitor Werewolf spy Something that doesn't suck. Maybe a war game, or a long hero, or area control, or press your luck. We're running out of options, so please hurry up. What do you wanna play?